You're listening to the Long Overdue Podcast. Can you think of any examples of ones that we have, like, not liked? Like, oh, that was awful. They shouldn't have done that. The, like, movies that were, that came from comic books that were, that were bad? Yes. Uh, well, all of the Fantastic Four movies. Well, yes. (laughs) All of those. Even the new one. Even the new one. Well, I, I, I shouldn't say that because I haven't seen it, but I heard it was yeah not very well done. Such a shame. Yeah, it is. It's a serious bummer. Because mm-hmm. all of the X Men movies up until I guess the last few, and I still haven't like I haven't watched any of those. I just don't want to. Yeah, the X Men movies are just all over the place. Yeah, Logan was good, and uh, that one was based. A little bit more on the old man, old man Logan. Logan. We still have a copy of that here, yes. right? Yes. Now they went. They took a lot of liberties with that that source material, right? Because it's more. It's still based on. Yeah, it's not the, the, the yeah we see in the movie movies. Yeah. But that was one of those that still had a lot of the same feel. Yeah, like, it, it was an adaptation of the. The themes and the the spirit and feeling yeah, of the not necessarily old man Logan, the, the book, the same events. Yeah, guess if we want to talk about Nicolas Cage in uh, comic book movies, Ghost, Ghost Rider, Rider. <laughs> which was not good. Also awful. <laughs> yes, mm, a Marvel character, right? Ghost Rider, or is he? A DC? Yeah. yeah, no, he's Marvel. He's a Marvel character. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they make two of those. They made two Ghost Rider movies with Nicolas Cage. Uh, the character Ghost Rider is in the Agents of Shield show now. Right, like he he was introduced into that. And he's not Nicolas Cage. He's not Nicolas Cage, and he's not the Ghost Rider from those first set of books. He's from he's the the new, new Ghost newer Rider. version of Ghost Rider. Newer at this point, I think it's like five or six years old. Right. But and what about books in the movies? Well, Examples of thing ones that were done that good, done bad. <laughs> well, off the top of my head, uh, Girl on the Train. Yes. Was an okay adaptation. I had some issues with Emily Blunt playing Rachel. Right. Um, mainly that one of the... I guess one of the bigger details in the book was that after Rachel's marriage fell apart, she developed a drinking problem and had gained a lot of weight. And it was a it was a point of contention with her, right. you know. And it just sort of compounded onto how she felt her life was a failure. Um, and just the the negative way she saw herself mm-hmm. like i and in the movie i mean emily blunt's all of like what 95 pounds <laughs> she's tiny tiny yeah i just thought that it was a missed opportunity to have a curvier woman play a major role right 
Hollywood misses a lot of those opportunities. Yeah. Or Hollywood or whatever studio set of studios. Yeah. But yeah, they've been they've been missing that one a lot. Mm-hmm. We as we've been we've been talking about several adaptations of of things that have have made that yeah mistake of yeah just picking a big name actor or actress just because and just or, mm-hmm. or whatever the reason is and not picking somebody that actually really fits the role mm-hmm. like from the the source material yeah well and you know Bridget Jones's diary when that was first turned into a movie Renee Zellweger, when she took on that that role, she gained weight for it. That's yeah, that's true. Because Bridget Jones was a curvy woman, mm-hmm. and so to play the the part correctly, she gained weight for the role. Right. So, you know, Emily Blunt could have gained some weight. That is true. Because by no means, you know. The character doesn't have to be, like, obese or anything right. like that. Well, the, ad, the camera adds ten pounds anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can you can already add, don't have to worry about the first ten pounds. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see it, so I haven't read, I haven't read the book either. So. Oh. <laughs> if my if my wife was here, she could tell you all, talk to you about it all day. I'm sure. So yeah. I know, and I think one of the bigger problems that you have whenever you're adapting something is the thing about books is you read them into books. And, you know, with graphic novels, you have art yeah, to base things sure. off of. But with books, you know, it's up to the reader and their imagination and how they picture someone. Yeah. And how they imagine the the world that you're reading about. Whether it's the real world or not the real world. Like, and so it takes a lot of, from the reader's perspective, how that's built up in their own mind, of course. So, of course, when you make an adaptation, it's not going to. It's not going to line up. It's not going to line up with everybody's, you know, vision of what it was. And that's for, yeah, then that's true regardless of how how accurate you try to be. Mm -hmm. You're always going to miss. Yeah. Someone and and that's why I like if I know something's gonna be a movie, and it's something that I want to read, I have to read the book first, right? Because I can't, because otherwise I'll see the movie and that's just what I'm gonna see. Yep. And it, it ruined it for me. Yep, and you're influenced by that. Yeah. Well, um, like in Hunger Games, that's a good a good example. Um, when, uh, Hey Mitch. Mm-hmm. Was was Woody Woody Har- Harrelson? Harrelson. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's not at all what I thought Hamish would look like cuz again Hamish was a character who you know, he was a former champion of the mm-hmm. the Hunger Games and after that he just spent all his wealth and success on on drinking and just trying to get over it and he was a mess. You know, yeah. he also was like, you know, overweight and balding, I think, if I remember correctly. Or at least that's how I saw him. Like mm-hmm. just just, you know, just a mess. Mm-hmm. And and that was not what we got in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean he did a great job in the role. Yeah. But but it's not it it did not match up with my mm-hmm. my image of, of Hamish from the book. 
and that and any time if I ever you know if I ever reread the books or whatever, that's always going to be the image I see is the the original the original image that I mm-hmm. saw, not Woody Harrelson. Yeah, <laughs> I think that some people said that that Gen- Jennifer Lawrence was was too curvy for that role too. Like they said, she didn't look hungry enough. No, I was. I guess I don't know. I was like. <laughs> You take someone from, I don't remember what district she was in. This has been a long time. Was it District 11? Yeah, something like something that. Something like that. Like one of the poor ones. Yeah. Like the really bad, badly. Yeah. Ones that were doing really badly. Yeah. And that, you know, are really hoping that their tribute wins so they can get some food. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, you kind of expect her to be this. Kind of scrawny. Yeah. Not enough nourishment. I don't know. I I didn't really like that. I, I didn't really notice until mm-hmm. somebody said something, and I was just kind of like, "Okay, I don't I don't expect somebody to to like you know." Because I mean, an, another thing is these a- actors when they start losing weight and putting on weight and stuff, mm-hmm. and they're doing it all the time for each different role. It can be really hard. Yeah, I'm sure it takes a a toll. Yeah. And so, I mean, in that case, I can, I'm, I'm, I would let that one slide because she just looked normal to mm-hmm. me, and she, you know, so, and that's, and when I, when I read the books, I didn't think like, oh, this, you know, this yeah. girl is like super skinny and and malnourished. I just was just saw like a normal, yeah, person. So in that case, I think sometimes people get a little too nitpicky about stuff like yeah. that, but not Hamish. <laughs> that was totally wrong. <laughs> So I'm currently listening to Murder on the Orient Express. Agatha Christie. Yep. Okay. Agatha Christie, because you know the that new adaptation of yes. Murder on the Orient Express that's is coming out. R- that's right. That looks cool. I think What's it's November 11th, something like that. And that's it's coming up very soon. Is that the first Hercule Poirot? Is that the? Is oh that goodness, I don't know enough about Agatha Christie to to know to know that. <laughs> It's probably not. It's probably like the November tenth is when it's coming out. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Just like Doctor No is not the first James Bond. Not the first James Bond novel. The first one was Casino Royale. Yeah. If we want to talk about <laughs> adaptations, I guess that's another one. And they're just all those are just all over the place. The first of a. Uh, was The Mysterious Affair at Styles, mm. which was published in 1920. And that's where he was introduced. Yep, just as I suspected. Yeah. <laughs> I'm currently listening to it on audio. Yes. Which we do have here at the library, and it is read by Dan Stevens. We have it after Denise is done with it. Yeah, once I'm done with it and bring it back. I'm currently listening to it right now, so it shouldn't take too much longer. But he does such a great job. Yeah. He does such a great job. Good performance. Yes. He is a does great voices for everybody. And mm-hmm. he's very entertaining to listen to. Audiobooks, if the narrator isn't good, it doesn't matter what the story is. Yeah. It doesn't matter how well it's written. If you can't stand to listen to that person read it, <laughs> yeah, audio, you're not going to get far. Audiobooks are really, le- they're, 
they're not just a reading audiobooks or a performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a good and so you need a good performer mm-hmm. to do an audiobook. Yep. So I'm excited to to see Murder on the Orient Express. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the original movie? I have not. Haven't mm-hmm. either. Might have to check it out. And so do you like the book? So other, far, other than the performer? So really far I really like, like the book. Yeah. Um, it's funnier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, you know, especially about murder on a train. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely got some some good humor in there. And Dan Stevens does a great job. And so far it's been a really good listening experience. That's good. And it's not very long. So. Definitely a better... Yeah. A better mystery than the the Anne Perry one that you read recently. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> hey, that was turned into a movie too. The Cater Street Hangman. I haven't seen it. It was turned into a lifetime. It was <laughs> a lifetime. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, no, was it an A and E movie? Oh no, I don't remember. It was one of those. It was yeah, it was a it was a made for T V movie. Made for T V movie. I might enjoy the movie a lot more than I enjoyed the book. You never know. Because it definitely looks like one of those uh, so bad it's funny right. type that, that, of movies. That's what I. <laughs> that's kind of how I imagined you enjoying it. Yes, by, that's how by, I would enjoy it by making fun of it and adding your own commentary. <laughs> right. to every scene. <laughs> to everything. So. Yeah. So, all right. That sounds sounds good. Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. Check it out. It looks really good. The movie looks really good. The book has been pretty good. Speaking of those, some of those old older mysteries and, and classics and stuff, uh, I'm definitely not an expert about these by any means, but I was looking into like hard-boiled detective mm-hmm. mysteries and stuff at one point, and the Dashiell Hammett book, The Thin Man. Uh huh. Well, I was you know I was reading up on that and. You know, they made a, a movie and a series of movies yeah. about the Thin Man, and in the movies, the Thin Man is the the title character, uh-huh. the detective, I guess you know. But in the original book, the Thin Man, the Thin Man was the the victim. Oh, he was the dead, you know, the dead the dead person they yeah. were investigating because he was really super thin. Huh. But then they made a movie and, and called it the Thin Man. Yeah, and so interesting. It, it, yeah, so they totally. Yeah. Totally changed that. Speaking of classics, um, I guess back, like, I'm going to talk about Alfred Hitchcock. So, here we go. Okay. <laughs> uh, Psycho was based on, on a book as well. Uh, yeah. Um, and he also made an adaptation of Rebecca, which was written by Daphne du Maurier. Right. And he, The Birds is actually based on a short story by Daphne du Maurier as well. Oh, okay. I did not know so that. So he's revisited some, like he's definitely used her work as, you know, source material for more than one project. Um, Rebecca is actually, like, hands down one of my all-time favorite books. And his movie adaptation was super good yeah like there was just one really like just one little detail well i say little details actually 
pretty big, but the studio just wouldn't let him do it mm-hmm. the way he wanted to do it. And they didn't want it to end the way that the book ended. And so just a little bit of the detail there was changed. Uh, but everything else was dead on. Definitely. If you're going to watch, read a classic and watch the movie adaptation, that is the way to go. Sound, it sounds like it would be good. Yeah. The Alfred Hitchcock version. I'm sure there's been other, other, versions. other versions of Rebecca. But... Do but that. I haven't seen those. Yeah. <laughs> well, Rebecca's supposed to be kind of creepy, right? Oh, yeah. It's a haunting story, yeah. right? Uh, sort of. Sort of. In a sort of. figurative uh, sense. The main character doesn't have a name. Right. I so she, she's telling, telling she tells she's, the story, yeah. uh, but no one ever calls her by her name. So you don't know. So you don't know what her name is. And she's fairly young, in her mid-20s late 20s and she marries an older man who's super rich Mm -hmm. and moves to his big mansion um and he had a he's a widower and so she moves into the big mansion and of course all the staff there knew the first mrs de winter and um her passing away was very sudden. She loved to sail and basically went out to sail one night and never came back. And um, so she's, you know, contending with a lot of the staff. One person in particular on the staff that seems to really resent her being there. Um, and it's not necessarily like a ghost haunting, mm-hmm. more like a emotional, psychological type of haunting. Kind of haunted by the memory yeah. of this person who used to live there. Yeah, and it's and it's all orchestrated to make her feel that way by by some of the people around her, not her husband, but right. some of the people around her. Huh. And so she's got to deal with you know being. In charge of this giant household, and she starts second guessing the feelings of her husband, and mm-hmm. so yeah, it's just really good, really, really good. Definitely has a lot of like creepy factors, but it's not a supernatural okay. story. I gotcha. I guess you could call it what was it like, gothic? Mm-hmm. Are there secret passages? <laughs> I, thought that, was a, I thought that was a requisite in gothic literature there There's always had to be, be a, secret passage. An, a secret passage somewhere well, that, was, that was a secret for sure just not a passage not a passage <laughs> <laughs> well I know there's been a lot of Jane Austen adaptations oh goodness yeah so many especially of Pride and Prejudice yes there's been TV series and mm-hmm. and then the one that came out with Keir Knightley. And then there was Lost in Austin about the the woman who actually got transported into the books. (laughs) Yeah, people take a lot of liberty with Jane Austen. Yeah, especially when they're zombies. That was fairly entertaining. (laughs) Did you see the movie for Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? Yes, I did. And and you read the book. I did. Did you read the comic? Yes, I did. 
So, what did, what did you think about those across the board? Um, I really enjoyed them. All of them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the book was really good. Um, and the comic was just, you know, an adaptation of that. Yeah. So, nothing really, like, new. Just a more visual storytelling yeah. style. Yeah. And the movie was definitely fun. Yeah. Like, it was a fun movie to watch. So, yeah. We do have the book and the comic. Yes. In the library. Those were super good. I was not a big fan of Kira Knightley. Yeah. In that Pride and Prejudice remake. She was Elizabeth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was not. I did not think it was good. And I like Kira Knightley. Yeah. She was also in a Atonement. Yes. Another book adaptation. A, yes. Yeah. By a Ian Mc, Mc, McEwen. Mc, yeah. Is that right? I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, I think so. And she was in a in the film adaptation of that, which was really good. Like that was actually a pretty good adaptation of that book. Yeah. With James McAvoy. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. He's a good. But actor. if you're gonna watch a Pride and Prejudice adaptation, go with the Colin Firth BBC America miniseries. Yes. That is the way to go. Yeah. Always. That, yeah. That one is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty convinced that Colin Firth is like a real life Mr. Darcy. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure. I can talk about books that I probably won't ever read that I've seen the movie of. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> or at least one of them. Which is? Uh, City of Bones. The, Cassandra Clare? Yeah. Mortal Instruments. Ah. Uh. You know, it's. Uh, I'm sure it appeals to that same, same crowd that's into. What I guess probably like the Twilight mm. and you know the ur- urban fantasy yeah. type stuff written for teens. I was, and that was my first first big date that I took my wife on because she you know we both like fantasy and things like that and and I wanted I wanted to see it I was like. You know, it's, we hadn't read the book or anything, but I was like, you know, I bet this will be a fun movie. And we went and saw it. It was it was entertaining, you know, not groundbreaking or anything. Yeah. Definitely, uh, probably more of a teen movie, but it, it was fun. But I wouldn't re- I wouldn't spend my time reading the books. Yeah. Sorry, I just <laughs> I, I, you know I can watch a, a two an hour hour and a half two hour movie of something and be done. But this is one of those things I don't think I would ever. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd ever spend my time reading the books. I'm sure you know. They're good for somebody. So yeah. Lots of people like them. Yeah. But. I'm just not good at reading series. Yeah, that's true. A series you know. of books. Like, I can read comic books. Right. And series of comic books all just fine. Because they're quick. Yeah. You can get through But them. a series of books, I mean, I cannot think of anything that makes me angrier than reading a book, getting to the end, and realizing that I just read volume one of something. Of, like six or uh, it doesn't six, matter you know? i don't it doesn't matter if it's a trilogy and i'm just like what <laughs> however you did do that with the I, annihilation i've done a couple of trilogies series, right there's a i draw a line at three anything longer than a trilogy and so i just i just can't do it just can't do it I don't think I am ever really invested in anything so much that I have to continue to read on. Yeah. 
I find that difficult as well. Like, even when it's a series I'm really excited about, mm-hmm. what usually ends up happening is I read one or two of them, and then I, and then my excitement kind of fizzles out, mm-hmm. and then I start something else, and then I never go back and finish it. Even though if you ask me about it, I'll say I'll tell you how much I really like that mm-hmm. series, what I read of it so far. I am I am more <laughs> likely to finish a trilogy of books if all three books are out already. Right, and it's a finished work. Yeah, yeah. Because if I read a book and then I'm like, oh, that was the first book in a trilogy or in a series, and then it's like, oh, you gotta wait two years for the next one to come out. Right. There's, you've lost me. You've yeah. lost me already. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Because then I have to read the first book again. Right. It's been too long. I have read a few trilogies. A few. And I the our November book club, online book club book, mm-hmm. is Annihilation by Jeff Vandermeer. And that is the first book in the Southern Reach trilogy. Southern Reach trilogy. Now, okay. he did the super smart thing and released the books all... One after the other. Because he had already written them all. Yes. And they were all published. And they came out one after the other. See, that makes sense. And so there was no wait. There was... Annihilation was super good. I love that book. And so I, you know, just immediately went on to the next one and the next one. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to wait. And there's a movie that coming out. That's true. In November as, as well. As well. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's what Tolkien did with Lord of the Rings. I'm pretty sure he had the whole thing written and it was just published as a trilogy. So really, in those <laughs> cases, it's more like you're just reading a really long, a really long yes. one book that's just been separated mm-hmm. into three volumes. And of course, Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. They made movies of those, right? Yes, they did. <laughs> three hour long of course they did. movies for each of those. Yeah. And those, yes. Still, still, still less time than if that it would take you to read all the books. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for and sure. And they were pretty good adaptations. Yeah, you, I would agree. You've read, you've read them right a long yeah. time ago. I read long them a long time, time ago, ago yeah. too. But yeah, I'd say they were, they were. I mean, everybody. We don't have to talk about those. Everybody, yeah, mo- most people like those. So, but mm-hmm. yeah, they were good. And, the Hob- and then they made three movies out of the Hobbit, which is. Craziness. Which is shorter than any <laughs> one single one of the Lord of the Rings mo- books yes. combined, or what it, by you know by itself, and that yeah, and that they were fun movies too. I I feel like they took a lot of liberties. Mm-hmm. But, that they did, but it, they were really fun to watch. So I, don't, I I'm I'm not gonna fault them for that. <laughs> I also read the Red Rising trilogy. Oh yeah. By Pierce Brown. Yes. And that was also an online book club. Yes. The first online the first book club one, book. Yes. And are they doing a film of that? Um, I think they had been talking about it. I don't know if they if they've gone into production or anything like that, so it would definitely be a good um good story to tell on film, I think. I would watch the movie. I didn't yeah. finish the book, but I think I would watch the movie if they made a movie of it. Yeah, I think it'd be a good a good adaptation. I felt like it was Hunger Games in space. <laughs> At least what I read. Yeah. But there's the whole thing about when it once it becomes required reading, even if it's a fun book, it becomes homework. Yeah. And thus it changes your mm-hmm. your perspective. Unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, I bet they'd be good movies. Of course, 
there's more books coming out in that series, right? So is it technically yes, sort of? Not I mean, a trilogy? it's all in the same. Well, definitely in the same universe, but it just happened. Like the next books that are coming out, I think, are set several years after the events of the Red Rising trilogy. Mm-hmm. Right. So. So, so I think you would just have to have, maybe not even have read the first set of trilogies, but just a basic understanding of what happened. Right. It'd be a new story taking place yeah. in the same same universe, same setting. So you can read the first trilogy and it's a complete story. You mm-hmm. don't have to, they don't leave you hanging and be like, oh, man, no. I got to wait for the fourth one. No. That's how the the Thomas Covenant trilogies, and the fourth one was like a quadrilogy. I guess he couldn't fit it into three books. The, <laughs> he did two trilogies and then and then a quadrilogy, and they're all about the same character, but <laughs> but they're all contained trilogies. So you can read the first three books and you're good. You don't have to wait, or I mean, of course you don't have to wait because they're all written. Right. But you could just read the first three. Actually, I would probably recommend. Just read the first three, <laughs> and then and the first one in the second trilogy was was good, but after that it kind of fizzled. I would like to see a movie. Of yeah, that. I, of the at least the first trilogy. I think they could do it all in. No, they, no, I'm sorry, they couldn't do it all in one movie. <laughs> they'd have to do three movies, but I think that they'd be really. I think they'd be really good. I'm sure it'd be hard. Mm-hmm. There's some definitely some tough some tough situations in those books, but but they would definitely be good. Let's see other movie adaptations we have here. Uh, I know the Ender's Game. Oh yeah. I didn't I didn't really hear that the movie was super super great, but yeah. <laughs> but if you want to read the book and check out the movie, we have that have here. That. The Giver. The Giver. Yeah, that's right. I also heard some not great things about the movie. Yeah. But, but if you want to. They're here. They're here. And we haven't... I haven't seen the movie. So... It's a good book, though. Yeah. Both of those books are really good. It's just kind of sad that the movie adaptations just... Couldn't... Couldn't stand up. Movie adaptation... Uh, back to classics. Mm-hmm. Another good movie adaptation that was, like, spot on. At least, I think, was uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, yeah. That was really well done. Mm-hmm. I've actually heard people go as far as to say that the movie was better than the book. Oh. Oh. Of course, Gregory Peck. Well, yeah. <laughs> the, the book the book couldn't have Gregory Peck. That's right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so. Very good. And we have we have both of those here, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, we have the movie. Yeah. And of course we have the book cuz it's a classic. Yep. And all the students usually have to read it. Yeah, at some point you have to read it. So we have like 100 million copies. <laughs> so I was also thinking about uh, books and stuff that had been turned into television series. Oh, yeah, yeah. As well. Um, which um, I know that those Cassandra Clare books, the ones that I just I said I went and saw the movie for but wouldn't read, I think they made a series of that. Haven't seen any of that. But I also remember the reason I wanted to go see that movie. Mm-hmm. 
and it's because uh, some it's because the zombie tools, the people that make the really nice swords for zombie, you know, for zombie apocalypse. For the zombie apocalypse, yeah. yeah. They they were gonna have some of their weapons in the movie, oh. so I was like, I have to go see this movie. <laughs> and then after it came out, I went and read some of their comments on it, and they were like, they thought the movie was really terrible, <laughs> <laughs> and they said that they used like the worst possible models or whatever, like samples from their their works in oh, the wow. movie. So they like I didn't notice because I'm I'm not a sword maker, but they said they they were like just you know just like prop pieces and they could see all like the chips and oh and, well. and like that it was poor you know it wasn't the nice ones that they they actually made so i don't know why they did that i guess they didn't want to actually cut somebody yeah i was gonna say i mean <laughs> you want to use prop pieces uh, and not actual zombie tools yeah <laughs> but yeah that was made into a series i don't know much about that um the secret circle did you ever hear about that one Mm-mm. My wife also liked that series, and I think my dad and sister watched it too. It was—I think it only lasted for one season, though. It was based on a series of young adult novels, huh. and I—you know what? I don't know if we have any of those here or not. I know we have some of the books by the same author, though. I think that they're the ones that wrote the Vampire Diaries. Okay. I think it was the same author. Yeah, oh. but it only ran for one season, and then they got canceled. And fans even like went as far as to like try and do a petition or mm-hmm. a crowdfunding or whatever. And, but that didn't happen. Yeah. So there's no more circle, secret circle. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of my favorite shows on TV right now, actually, two of my favorite shows, started out as comics. Uh, Riverdale. Right, that's right. Another based on, the characters are Archie comic characters. Yes. So you have Archie and Betty and Veronica and Jughead um, and all the characters from the Archie comics. But this is a lot more murder mystery, darker, um, so definitely a lot darker than the Archie comics. They solve mysteries and... Um, they like don't. That. I wouldn't say they solve mysteries. Like the first season, Jason Blossom was murdered. Okay. And so, um, you don't know who did it or what. And so the entire first season is a lot of who killed Jason Blossom. But it's all, it's all like murder mystery style. There's not like a supernatural element. Yeah. No. No. I, I know there was a cartoon at one point called Archie's Weird Mysteries. <laughs> yeah. That's about all I know about that. <laughs> and it sounded like kind of they solved mysteries like all oh, Scooby Doo. Yeah. But it was the characters from Archie Comics. Nice. <laughs> but uh, but Riverdale, yeah. Riverdale's good. It's very good. Um, and I Zombie is also based on a comic. Um, I actually hated the comic book, but I loved the show. Oh really? Yeah. That's cool. So the show so, was better. Yes. Just a better way to tell the story? Um, they it, they basically just took some of the characters from iZombie. Yeah. And then made a totally different show. Because mm-hmm. I was not a big fan of the of the comic book. Hmm. And then The but, Walking Dead. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you kind of lose me whenever you uh, have a were anything that's not a werewolf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you mentioned that to yeah. me the other day. 
You're a, pur- a purist as far as your lycanthropes yes. go. <laughs> yes. You can have a werewolf. That's it. I tend I tend to agree. <laughs> for you know, for the most part, unless in, it's done in like a camp a campy. Yeah, and in the comic book, in the Eye Zombie comic book, one of the characters who's you know major character in the show and a pretty big character in the from the little of the comic that I read because I'm, again I hated it. Um, in the comic book, he was a were terrier. And no. I, yeah, and that was uh, that was that was done. Yeah, <laughs> I would be done with that too. I think I remember you told me about it. Like you tried to read one of the Anita Blake uh, graphic novels that was done, and you were done when it got to the were rats. With the were rats in the sewer or the prison or something like Wherever, that. Wherever, yeah. You were like were rats. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is this nonsense? <laughs> There's a lot of nonsense in those books, I'll say. Well, yeah. <laughs> but that's where I was... The nonsense was too much. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, they everybody just wants to do wear everything now. Yeah. It's wearing me out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, but at Walking Dead, that was a... A gra- series of graphic novels, which I think we still have some. We yeah, we do have, have a few. Been returned. Yeah. <laughs> of course, that series has taken off. So. Yes, I think about trying to go back and watching the show again. I only made it to like one and a half seasons. Um. Well, then now I remember you talking talking about that once, and there was a part where. Something happened in the show mm-hmm. that that ha- what didn't happen in the comics, and I thought and it was completely a huge changed. mistake. Yeah, completely changed the the whole story. Like to me, it changed a lot of the the meaning of some of the characters. Yeah, um, and of course, in the show, they added characters that weren't in the book and so forth. Right. So let's see, is the comic book still going on? Is, is it? I don't know. I don't know. It's been a while since I've investigated that. Well, it says it's still going on. And the show is still... Yeah, the show is still going on. I know they've written at least one, like, novel for it, too. Like a prose novel? Yeah. Hmm. About the governor. Hmm. I don't know if the single issues are still... Like, if the, if the story is still going on, or mm-hmm. if they're just publishing collections, you know, just like trade paper bag collections, yeah. and hardcover collections. So, hmm. hmm. That would take some investigating, I think. Yeah. Well, the, the other big one, it would be Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is... I have neither read nor seen any of that, so... Yeah. I read the first two books, and again, it was one of those series that, like, I got kind of excited about it for a while because everybody in Game Informer was talking about it. Yeah. All the game reviewers, and and this was before everybody knew about it, and it was a big thing. It was kind of, still kind of a secret thing or whatever. And, <laughs> and so I checked it out, and I mean, it's, you know, the books they're definitely different as far as fantasy goes because they're, that you know, there's a level of grittiness and mm-hmm. realism. And and you know of course the thing now is that anybody in the books or move or show can die, and yeah. it's gotten to the point of it's just, I think it just wears people out. 
<laughs> or at least the people that have criticized it. They just, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, you might as well not like that good character because they're going to die, you know. <laughs> and so it's just not, I don't know. I, I read the first two books, but Martin, he seems to just be all about expanding stories out further and further uh-huh. and making more story threads, but never actually tying anything up. <laughs> and from what I've heard about the show, it's pretty much the same. Oh. I don't know. I haven't seen it, and I haven't just really yeah. haven't been interested in it. And because I like I like my stories to have resolutions, mm-hmm. and I like that sometimes the good guys do win. Yeah, you know, I don't want all the yeah. all my favorite characters to be killed and have terrible things happen to them, and <laughs> and 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 then not have any kind of a a real resolution or anything yeah. like that. You know, and who knows if they're gonna finish even? Yeah, because. Supposedly, there's supposed to be two more books, but where are they? Yeah. I don't know. Are they going to finish the show? I don't know. I think I think he's already written them, and he's just holding out. <laughs> I, I, I do, because I think that he had talked. they had talked about uh, Dance with Dragons, the fifth mm-hmm. one, being finished for a long time, but it took them years to finally publish it. Yeah. Pretty sure how that that's how, that's how that went down. <laughs> Game of Thrones is too long of a series, and the books are too long. They're huge. They're like They're all thousand giant. pages, and i I cannot, I cannot dedicate it's so just, much of my time to that. Yeah, it's just not my kind of storytelling. Yeah, like this. I mean, even if the setting is really cool, mm-hmm. this I just don't. I don't think that. I don't know. It's just not. I don't. I don't like the storytelling style. Yeah, that's why we read books is for stories to have resolutions that we don't always get. <laughs> yeah. In real life, we don't want to read books that are like. <laughs> they're like you know, oh now so and so's, you know so and so died and and mm-hmm. more terrible things are happening and, and it's just a slog. It's a. <laughs> it's just another grind. Daily grind. That's right. But I'm, lots of people like it, so. Yeah, I mean, it's just not our thing. Right. I, I, I think people should watch for everyone. I don't judge anybody yeah. for, for liking it or watching it openly. I don't judge. No. <laughs> no. no, you can watch for everyone. Because I'm like, my sister and her husband are huge fans. And, you know, they're always like, have you not watched it yet? I'm like, no. Like, <laughs> they, and they ask me that, like, every time we have, like, a family get-together. <laughs> And I'm like, and I always give them reasons why I'm not watching it. I was like, no. And, and they still just, and, and she's still just incredulous. I'm like, <laughs> so at that point, I might start to judge you when you start judging me. Yeah, that's right. For not watching it. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, watch what you want. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry, Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> he still loves you. I do. But we've already had this conversation, so it shouldn't be a surprise. (laughs) Has there been a book that has been turned into a movie? And, like, you couldn't believe that they were turning this into a movie because the book was so terrible. I mean, other than your obvious Twilight, Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, okay. Because that's what I was going to (laughs) say. Fifty Shades of Grey. I wasn't surprised about Twilight. Yeah. But I was really surprised about Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. But that one's already been disqualified. So. Yes. Uh, other than that, because I mean, prob- that's probably, th- that that sentiment is probably widely 
Yes, shared. I think Wally shared. Yeah. So what else? I don't know. Um, so I can't really think of anything that I was like, what? I can't believe this was turned into uh, a movie. I mean, there's got to be something. No, this is not hardly the same thing. But I remember when I heard about City of Ember coming out. Mm-hmm. That was a, a movie. Or it came, you know, came out, mm-hmm. and I had not even heard of the book, and I was like, "They made a, they made a movie of this. I've never heard of it. <laughs> I've never heard of this book or this movie." And then I find out that there's a, a book and a movie. I'm like, hmm. "They made a movie that no one's heard about. <laughs> Probably pe- people had heard about it, but just not us. <laughs> but I hadn't heard about it. We don't, we don't have it in the library, so it must not be that. That must, yeah." <laughs> Well, okay. Here's a good example hmm. where the book was the book was good, but I can't. But well, we can't believe they're doing this. Is the the Lord of the Flies with all girls? Oh yeah. What's yeah. up with that? That is. I was like, did did you not read the Lord of the Flies? You know, I mean, the whole thing was a, about boys that were in a, was it like a boarding school. Yeah. That got and so the whole the book is supposed to be more of a commentary about toxic masculinity right. that was that was formed and made from this boarding school type environment. Right. Like an all boys boarding school type environment. And it was a reflection of the environment they came from but right. without the restraint of adult order. Right. So I mean I could see maybe Taking different source material, like um, there was a, a manga series called Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay, the limit, limit. and it was a manga. Yeah. yeah, I remember we have that here, right? Or at least the first volume. Yes, and that was definitely more. Um, I mentioned it was set from a Japanese school perspective. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was all, all girls. girls. I think they were on a field trip. Mm-hmm. And there was a traffic accident. Like their bus got into a, a huge accident. And so um, almost everybody in their class died except for a handful of girls. And they were like out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like a forest yeah, or yeah, something they like were that. Out, yeah. And so it wasn't necessarily that they were just trapped on an island, but they couldn't get back to civilization. Right. And so that was more, that had more of the the type of dynamic that I think that the, this new Lord of the Rings, or sorry, Lord of the Flies, <laughs> um, all female adaptation is trying to achieve. Right. But it's just like, you you picked the wrong source material for right. this. And right. I was like, this has been done before and fairly well and you're taking something that was clearly a statement about prep school, boarding school boys mm-hmm. and trying to turn it into an all-female right. thing. So, I mean, I, I can see I can see it possibly being done well but only if it's dramatically different mm-hmm. than the book it would have yeah. to be like just made the same premise but you couldn't have all exactly the same behaviors and right. the same events 
as you would in the original book mm-hmm. and movies. Are they going to do that? I don't know. I, I'm I'm dubious. Yeah, I'm, I'm doubtful that it's well, going to come out okay. It'll be it'll be a it'll be a while before we <laughs> before we're assaulted by it. Yes. <laughs> of course, it's not like we have to go see it, but that's true. <laughs> That's true. We don't have to go see it. <laughs> but yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't believe that when I heard about that. Yeah, me either. I was. Yeah. It just seemed like they totally missed the point of what the Lord of the Flies was about. Yeah. They should have done a movie of of that that manga. Yeah. They should have just based it on that. <laughs> yes. I remember looking at that. Uh, you know, I haven't hadn't read the whole thing, but when I was cataloging it, I looked. That's look, good. And uh, yeah, it definitely was approached in a way that it's like these are all girls, and this is this is kind of how they are, they would mm-hmm. exp- you know it's a, a speculation on on how they would behave in a situation right. like that. Anything else? I think for this episode, we've covered a lot of ground. We've covered a lot of ground. As a matter but this is something that I think we could revisit. Fairly often. For sure. I mean, we started out with Scott Pilgrim and ended up here. Yeah. (laughs) But, yes, I think we could definitely talk more about this. We should probably just save it for another episode. Yeah. Maybe we'll do do one whenever something appropriate comes out. Yeah, we'll we'll revisit. All right, well, let's keep that in mind for a future episode. (laughs) of the long overdue podcast thank you for joining us you've been listening to Chris and Denise that's right and we will be here with another episode next week yep we'll see y'all then alright